Welcome to the Peace Podcast. When life gets tough, peace seems obsolete, replaced by stress, but peace can be found. Be encouraged to identify the peace and chaos, stretch your calming muscles, and settle into the stillness. Let's find your peace, whatever that looks like for you. are listening to episode nine of the peace podcast just give me peace from this grief whatever that looks like thanks for tuning in and i just want to name that this episode may be a little bit difficult uh, for me to record uh, based on certain current circumstances that have gone on Um, in my life and this one being kind of close to home so there's a little disclaimer for you Um, my aunt who I have known to be a part of my life my entire life um, so we're talking you know almost 40 years of memories and existence uh, passed away and uh, she ended up Uh, having COVID and having to be hospitalized and ventilated and then um, she didn't get better like we thought she was going to and so um, this episode does come with a lot of grief uh, but it also comes with a lot of introspective conversations and just prayers with God and um, lots of internal struggles uh, that came after the grief so there were a ton of tears and we're, we're not going to pretend like there wasn't um, and I still don't quite have my brain wrapped around uh, her not being here any longer uh, but I also wanted to document and share the process that God took me through to kind of be more uh, on a, on a positive side of the grief than on the negative side of the grief. Um, and I also just want to put it out there that I understand that everybody grieves differently. Everybody has different reasons for their grief. So yours may not look like mine. And, um, you know, there are losses that are not even close to the level, um, of, pain that other losses may be and so I understand that and I am empathizing and sympathizing with those things as well as just sharing um, some things that God allowed me to see when I took those uh, grief feelings and just sat with them Um, so I We'll start, uh, I guess, this, what does it look like to deal with death and the grief that results from it, um, with just saying that I have read and reread and probably memorized the text messages that were exchanged between myself and my aunt those uh, last weeks before she was uh, put on the ventilator. Um and I've questioned myself and was there something that you could have done differently that would have you know changed this whole process and the and the answer to that is no 
because um, the first thing that I really sat with when I talked to God is that, you know, his plan is unfathomable. It really is just not something that we in our earthly brains could ever wrap our heads around. Um, And that is for so many reasons. But I think the main reason is because we don't know what happens after uh, we leave this earth. I mean, we've we've read the Bible and we know um, different people's accounts of, you know, going close to those pearly gates and then being brought back to um, the world as we know it. And we've heard all of those stories, but we ourselves have not experienced what is going to happen when we leave this earth. And I think that the fear and the the just acknowledgement of the unknown uh, makes it difficult to allow people that we love to go there. And, you know, I think about times when, you know, my son was early teens, middle teens, and, you know, he wanted to go to a concert or he wanted to go to a place that I had never been before and I couldn't go to protect him. Um, and thinking, well, I can't let him go there because I don't know what's going to happen to him there. I don't know what happens there at all. Um, and having an idea because I had seen, you know, these places on TV, etc. And knowing that he has a great head on his shoulders and he would probably be fine. But then fleshly not being okay that I wasn't going to be able to be there to protect him. And I think that when our family members or people that we care about transition over uh, to heaven, that's part of the major um, identity shift that we have, which is when they were here, part of my job was to love them and protect them and to check in with them and to um, do life with them, you know, whatever capacity they were in our lives. And then they're not here anymore. So we have this whole identity shift where it's like, I don't know where they are. I can't check in with them. I don't really know what's happening to them. And I have an idea of it, but I was much more comfortable when they were here with me because I could understand that plan. I could understand my role in that plan. Um, and so knowing just that his his plan is is not something that we are going to understand. It's not something that we're expected to understand. And I do think that eventually we will get it because that is what happens when he is all up in a plan is, you know, eventually when we look back we get it uh but the the part of that process that is uh, kind of difficult to wrap our brains around is that we have to also transition to heaven for us to get it and um you know when you think about eternal life and knowing that you're going to have the rest of your soul's days with all of the people that you know and love um it kind of makes it a little different. Like knowing that this earthly body is not the only existence that we have and that God's plan uh, transcends this earthly body. Uh, But it's still doing that shift and that transition between the role of who we were to that person, 
what we did as a result of that and then just a knowing knowing where they were knowing that we could reach out knowing that we would get a response back and now there's this whole unknowing that makes it um, difficult for us and so he when I sat in that he just really said to me listen um I got this and I got you and I know that it doesn't make sense um, and I know that it's it feels frustrating and um, you don't understand my plan but I have one and it is not going to make sense in your brain but it was perfectly crafted by the one who created you so when I keep my vision on that it, it makes me focus on the fact that um, her body wasn't her and you know there's that selfish piece of me that says well you can just give her back now because you know she was she was doing a great things here and you didn't really need her there um, but I also don't know what she's doing up there I mean I have a great idea because you know things have happened since her passing that uh are just mind-blowing but um, so I have a great idea of what she's doing up there but I also don't know for sure and I can't text her and reach out to her and just ask her are you okay um, is there anything I can do for you because you know she's got God up there she doesn't really need me to do anything for her and nor did she when she was here but um, that's the first thing um, and then the other part of that which is just kind of a I guess a branch off of that limb is that uh, death is not what it seems and so we have this whole idea in our in our fleshly realm that they these people are leaving us um, and if the whole purpose of our existence is to live a life according to God's will and to show the light and the world and everybody around us his energy and his aura and his greatness um, to the best of our abilities, then death is part of that process. Like going to get to transition and to be with God is part of that process. And I think sometimes um, we have shifted it in our brain to think that it's a loss. In fact, we say it to each other. I'm sorry for your loss. Um, and so... It, it seems like a loss because we've we've accepted it as a loss um, but what if we what if we shifted it to you know praise God for heaven's gain and you know I'm gonna be in that in that realm too someday and I know that that's really hard to wrap your brain around when you're grieving because I've struggled with that as well Um but death seems so final when you're still in your fleshly body. Um, but I would venture to say that her soul is not feeling the finality of death. Her soul is is feeling the, um, the longevity of eternal life. And that doesn't have an end to it. And so... Um, you know, when I sat with God on that one, he said, you know, your, your flesh is always going to be in the way because you can only operate at the capacity at which your flesh tells you to operate because everything that you read, every miracle, every unforeseen thing that is part of this plan, you can't experience it. And so it's hard for you to live beyond that fleshly feeling. 
Um, but if we if we believe what's in the Bible and if we believe what we know about God, um, though death causes um, something to be final and it causes a time period where you are without that person um, and and flesh our, our fleshly you know thought processes will focus on that. Um, death is not what it seems. It literally is just getting rid of that outer shell and, and transcending into a different place where they're still with us. We just can't feel and, and touch and reach out to them. And um, I heard a quote once that said, um, you're not a body with a soul or not a body that has a soul, but you're a soul that has a body. And so if I think about it that way, I think, you know, if part of her plan was to live her life on this earth and then transcend into heaven in her 60s and you know she has this eternal plan written out and she's up there serving and doing things with the angels um i have to know that that is exactly where she would want to be and belong like though it's hard for me um and i feel slighted by it i also know that she probably isn't complaining you know she's not complaining because she's she's up there doing exactly what was purposed for her and she doesn't have a body in her way anymore because her soul is doing those things and again super hard to to wrap my brain around um doesn't mean that I'm totally okay with there being an empty seat at my wedding someday I I can't tell you that 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 doesn't hurt and punch me in the gut because it does um you know she was at everything and she was in the front row like if I did an event and uh you know it was a small event and there weren't very many people there I knew for a fact that uh, she was going to be there and if she wasn't there she was going to reach out to me and and make sure that I was good and so to know that uh you know, there, there's going to be an event in my future that she can't physically be at. Um, you know, it, it hurts a little. But also, I have a great feeling that um, she'll be there. I just won't be able to see her, but she'll let me know. I mean, I, I, I 100% uh, feel that. Um, and then the the last thing that, uh, that God really helped me to see is that uh the devil is 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 something else and you know he's he's seen the inner workings of heaven that we have not seen um and he has you know let his evil take him out of those inner workings and he's in a worse place than we can even fathom you know with all of the things that are going on here um on earth and he wants to, to, to prove God wrong. And so he uses those moments of grief, grief and uncertainty and pain um, to make us feel things like shame and to make us miss the beauty and a lot of the things that God is doing. And so, um, you know, when you smile, you feel guilty because should I be smiling when she's gone? Should I be, you know, smiling when it's so close to something so painful happening? Um, and that's not to say that I'm 
I'm smiling all the time because there are times where I just want to scream at the top of my lungs because it's not fair and it's frustrating and, you know, all these fleshly feelings that I have. Um, But I think that the devil uses those moments because we are so vulnerable and we're so apt to fall into the thoughts that he wants us to have um, where he says things to us that will make us feel guilty. Like maybe I should have reached out to her more. Um, I know that she was not going to be the type of the per- of person to ask me for help, but if she needed my help, I, I didn't reach out to her enough. Or um, maybe I should have invited her to more things, or maybe I should have done more phone calls, or maybe I should have, you know, and, and you should have yourself to death and there's uh, shame and guilt and, um, even for being happy or laughing or not crying enough or, you know, all of these things. And the reality is the devil uses that to get us to become angry at God. He uses that to get us to, um, become, to turn away from God and to, to become, uh, thinkers and, and, uh, trust in something other than God's perfect plan because you know we know that God's perfect plan includes a lot of hurt and pain and um, it's hard to feel like something that hurts so bad is part of his perfect plan because he's such a good good father and you think well a good father wouldn't put you through that much pain um, but we also don't know what he has on the other side of this and so I, I, I am subscribing to the notion that when I get there and I look back at what he has planned and I'm actually in that realm to see it that it's going to take my breath away because he has done that in this this earthly uh, world and I know that um, it's going to be far more than I can even imagine when I get there. Uh, so does the pain go away? Does the grief go away? Does the anger that something could have been different go away? No. Does the guilt go away? No. Um, but I, every time I feel those things or every time I sense, you know, myself going down that spiral, I just say, you know, God, help me to see your plan. Help me to see the vision for what you have for our lives. Help me to understand that this body is not me, that I am the soul who has a body and that um, part of that that uh, plan for that soul is to transition beyond death into this eternal life. And um, I know that that's where she is and I know that they those angels um played the trumpets and her laugh is permeating the golden streets and she's you know doing wonderful and great things um it doesn't make it any easier for me down here but it certainly is a thing um so I don't normally uh, end in prayer but I feel you know, a tug on my heart to just pray for um, all of us who are experiencing that level of grief and um, for God to just change and and mold our thoughts. So if you would pray for me, um, Father God, could you just come into this place, come on to this podcast, come into our hearts, come into our minds and and sit with us in our grief. Um, we know that grief doesn't have a, a time stamp and it doesn't go away just because we will it to do so. Uh, but we just ask that you 
help us to see that your plan is so perfect beyond our pain that um, we're allowed to feel that it's not fair and we're allowed to be frustrated and we're allowed to ask you why and we're allowed to scream at the top of our lungs and and wonder um, what we could have done differently but that when we turn to you God and and we allow you to change our our thoughts and change our the way that our inner uh narrative is stretched out that you'll help us to see that um, death feels final but it's not and that you have um, humongous arms to cover all of the souls who are there with you and to still um, plan the intricate details of all of us who are still here on earth help us to see that um, if even if we can't rejoice that uh, you have our broken hearts and you are helping to mend them and that um, the devil is is playing with those emotions to make us turn away from you but that um, we will never understand your plan because your plan is beyond our earthly minds to be able to understand but that we will always be able to feel you mending the pieces of our hearts back together until we too lose our our earthly shells and get up to heaven with you so cover us heal us hold us when we can't be healed and continue to wrap your arms around us as we deal with um, that which is grief and um, do so for the rest of our lives until we make it there to you in jesus name we pray amen thank you for tuning in to the peace podcast Thank you for joining. You just listened to the Peace Podcast with Carrie Nicole on all social media sites as Carrie Nicole and on CarrieNicole.com.